Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the event, the Transfiguration. This is found in Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 13, in Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 13, and in Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 36. We will be reading from Matthew chapter 17, beginning in verse 1. Follow along with us. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is so good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces, and they were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, Then why do the scribes say that first Elijah must come? He answered, Elijah does come, and he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come. And they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased so also the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them of John the Baptist. So in this story we have this trans the transfiguration. You know, this is a, a famous event where Jesus goes up to the mountain with Peter, James, and John, and he's transfigured before them, and Moses and Elijah appear to be with him, talking to him. Why did this take place? I mean, why why did God even have this event take place? I see the answer to this question in Jesus' conversation on the way down from the mountain. Mm -hmm. The conversation is about uh, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, it seems that the main purpose of this event was to strengthen Jesus Christ because he was a human being who was weak as human and he needed uh, the strength that comes from above. And Moses and Elijah, as those who uh, represent uh, people who died and were would be resurrected, and those, um, the second category, those who will remain alive until the second coming, right? The first category represented by Moses, the second category represented by Elijah. Moses and Elijah, through their presence, pointed towards the resurrection, towards eternal life. Both Moses and Elijah, as well as the words of the Father, have one main purpose, 
to comfort Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. to prepare his soul for what he was about to go through. Because this event happens very close to the last week of crucifixion. Yeah, yeah. So um, this is a, and I agree, this is a comforting. Um, Jesus is getting to spend time with Elijah and Moses. And I'm sure, you know, as, as we read, uh, Jesus was the cloud that went before Elijah, and, or Moses, excuse me, and guided him through and the children of Israel through the wilderness. And so that must have been a wonderful reunion there mm -hmm. on earth. Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus is being comforted. I, I like how uh, Jesus tells his disciples, don't tell anyone until I'm raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. um, he's, again, bringing back this this thought that he's going to depart. And, um, but then then they can share these these things. What does this section tell you about God? We can talk about uh, God the Father, who was um, revealing himself in that cloud, and uh, uh, he said that this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. At the same voice that uh, spoke from heaven when Jesus Christ was baptized, it is... Uh, uh, the presence of God, the, the assurance that Jesus Christ was fulfilling to the smallest details the plan that was entrusted to him. Mm -hmm. uh, I see a God who shows up in the, the most difficult moments of our lives. In this situation when Jesus was about to go through the valley or valley of death, Mm -hmm. And um, God said, look, uh, whatever you're going to go through, I'm going to be with you. Yeah. I'm very well pleased. This is the direction that we, uh, for your life that we decided before the foundation of, this, of the world. So this is what I see this passage talking about God. But also, from Jesus' perspective, who came to reveal God the Father and to live in our um, human condition weakened by you know thousands of years of sinning I see uh, Jesus Christ who as human being was looking for the strength and the power coming from above mm -hmm. and in this intersection of the human need and the divine purpose we have this mountain of transfiguration um, we have this event in this event, I see a God who who desires to share, uh, be be present. You know, God mm -hmm. the Father sent His Son down, and He and He wants to be there. He wants Him to know, because um, while Jesus is fully God, He's also fully man, mm -hmm. um, and and He's about to suffer these events, like you said. And um, we're we're nearing the fall of thirty A.D. Uh, things are going very quickly now. And so God is sending Moses and Elijah to, to be with Jesus at this time. Yeah, I, I just see this relationship um, building building God, this uh, God who cares about us. Mm -hmm. How's this passage speaking to us today, and what are we going to do about it? I was reading the second part of this, uh, of this story, and I realized that... Uh, this event didn't speak too much to the disciples, to the three mm -hmm. future leaders of the church, because they are more interested in theological questions. 
who is Elijah? Look, uh, the scribes say this and that. Uh, wh- what do you think? And it seems that they didn't get the meaning. They felt it was good. They were surprised. Uh, Peter took the initiative, say, I'm going to build three tents. I don't know if you had any raw material there. I was about to do it, to come back, to run up uh, the mountain and uh, to build the tents. He's going to go to Paul or Saul at the time and buy yeah. some tents from yeah. him. <laughs> anyway, this uh, event doesn't sink into their hearts. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, uh, how should I react? now that I have the big picture, that I understand the meaning of it, that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and the disciples were allowed to share this story. So I have it um, in the book open in front of my eyes. I pray that every time the presence of God is manifested in my life, I will notice it and I will embrace it. Mm -hmm. And my mind will not wander away through some insignificant details but we'll enjoy God's presence and this is my desire this is how I hear God inviting me to be ready for yeah I hear the phrase tell no one the vision until the son of man is raised from the dead and I wonder how many of us today are still telling no one the vision Mm. you know that that we're we're hiding it up secretly, or or we're waiting until someone comes and asks, uh, what's going on? And then we share the vision. You know, it's easy to give a Bible study to someone who's wanting a Bible study, to someone who's asking for a Bible study. But are we telling other people that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's raised from the dead? Or are we going out and sharing it with people who don't necessarily want to know it? And that doesn't mean we have to you know, force this information down. It, it means that we have to build relationships and live lives with people and and get to know them and meet their needs and and through that process reveal a God who loves them. Yeah, as I read this, I, I, I that question pops in my mind. Are we still being like the disciples and not telling anyone about mm-hmm. Jesus? Uh, I was looking you know, reading between the lines and uh, uh, listening to your words. And I like to just uh, focus for a minute on this, uh, on these words uh, pronounced by Jesus Christ, arise and have no fear. When they heard the voice of the Father, they were afraid. They fell on their faces. They were terrified. And Jesus said, have no fear. It is... Uh, the same sweet voice that comes to us in the most difficult moments of life and says, do not be afraid, Mm -hmm. have no fear. It is just the love of God that casts out fear from our hearts. As 1 John chapter 4 says, I think it's verse uh, uh, 18, perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. And we really have to get the meaning of the presence of God. Mm -hmm. If not, we are terrified, we experience fear. And the only thing that eliminates fear is our relationship, trust-based, love-based relationship with God. Yeah, and as we build that relationship, we would desire to be closer to him and to be in those situations. Um, You know, when Moses 
um, when God spoke from Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. Moses heard the voice of God. Mm-hmm. But the children of Israel who did not have that relationship, they heard thunder and lightning and they were afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it it comes down to us that we can build that relationship um, and grow close to him so that in those encounters, we're not afraid, but we, we run to him. Beautiful. Let's pray. Father God, as we behold your face daily through reading your word, as we spend time with you, as we pray and seek to get to know you, I pray that our love for you will grow deeper and deeper so that in those moments where you were revealed, we're not running in fear, we're not hiding, we're not trembling, but in awe and in reverence and respect, we desire to be more and more in your presence. Amen. That we, like Moses, seek to see your face. And if not your face, we can catch a glimpse of the back of you as you pass by the cleft in the rock. Amen. Father, I pray that we won't hide this good news to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now that Jesus is raised again, we can share it with those around us. And I pray that you'll give us ways where we can meaningfully share this through entering into relationships and the lives of those around us so that it's not just words being said, but that it's lives being lived. Go with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.